are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. It is Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. I am your host, Tidian Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Our show today is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Colby and I tomorrow night, uh, which is Thursday, for our Locked On Mariners room that we do on a weekly basis. Uh, keep an eye on our socials for the start time on that. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can also follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT 11. That's C-P-A-T 1-1. And uh, don't forget, we are giving away two tickets for the September 30th training camp session for the Seattle Kraken. There will be a link in the description of this podcast that tells you how to enter. And there's only a day left for you to do so. So if you want to see the Kraken up close and personal with a friend or a family member, be sure to get on that. Uh, and be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. New episode coming out for all of our patrons today and uh, going to be talking about a fun trade idea that I, I came up with. It, it might be stupid. It might be bad. But uh, if you want to hear that, uh, visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we will be talking about the M's securing a winning season with last night's 5-2 victory over the A's. We're also going to preview tonight's game as they aim to win yet another series down in Oakland. And a very familiar and uh, fun face on the uh, on the mound tonight for the A's. So uh, we'll be talking more about that. And uh, we're also going to be talking about J.P. Crawford, who had a brilliant game last night on both ends. Uh, should be a great time. So if you like the show, give it a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. That'd be very kind of you, and we greatly appreciate it. So the M's win five to two in Oakland. They guarantee at least a split. They have now secured a winning season against the A's and a winning season overall. First of all, really, you know, Colby, I'm I'm just wondering, you know, what is what does this mean in general for for this team to you uh, to secure that winning season, finally get over that mark. And in, in a year where this team was viewed as a, you know, 70 win team, really, you know, 70 to 75 win team that was going to be one of the worst teams in the American league. And now they're here still kind of technically in a playoff race and uh, at 82 wins with 11 to go. It means nothing. Just because you have a winning record doesn't mean you're a good team. Um, but uh, no, in, in all seriousness, it's a it's it's a neat little accomplishment for a, uh, you know, a team that was projected to finish in last or uh, at the very best fourth place by most people. Um, and hey, you know, they still have an out, outside shot at, at 90. Um, mm-hmm. it, it might be the the worst 90 win roster in Major League Baseball history, but uh, it would be kind of fitting for, for this group um, because they uh they're a weird, they're a weird bunch um, who have outkicked their coverage in a big, big way, and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, getting to eighty-two is is I don't think it I don't think I would say it's significant. Um, I would say though that it's it's pretty cool, um, and that they're you know still technically in the playoff race, although you know <laughs> relying on on Texas and and the Mets and and and. Uh, 
Well, I mean, Tampa, the Nationals and the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. Relying on those teams to help you get in. That's not going to work out well. So, um, but it was, it was, uh, it was a cool, uh, cool little accomplishment um, for a group of guys who was basically deemed by Kevin Mather and then agreed by uh, agreed to by uh, John Stanton that they weren't worth investing in this winter and mm, yeah uh, now it's kind of hard not to look back at what uh what the mariners didn't allow jerry to do this winter and go huh what if what if they were deemed worth investing in and uh and you know unfortunately we'll never get that answer but um it, it sure seems to have galvanized this mariner team because you know what I, I i don't know if you could say they're good but they're certainly not bad and now their record will uh will indicate such so uh, who was your pick to click yesterday? I can't remember. I think I went, uh, I wanted to go Kelnick, but you went first and you took him. So I think I ended up taking Mitch and that, that did not work. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, Kelnick one didn't really work for, uh, for me for the most part, either three strikeouts did have a triple though. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I win. He, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, we're going to be talking more about JP Crawford. Of course. Um, but let's talk about Marco Gonzalez. What did you see out of Marco last night? Yeah, I, I thought it was a kind of a, a bulldog performance for Marco. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a bit of hard contact given up by him. Uh, you know, nothing super flashy. He only had three strikeouts, uh, gave up a couple home runs. Thankfully, they were solo shots. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the nice thing is, is that he pounded the strike zone. There's really, you know, that's, that's the most important thing for Marco. Um, don't mm. walk guys throw strikes. Um, but more than that, it was, they were quality strikes. He was able to get in on the right-handed hitters, uh, pretty regularly. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Statcast says he only threw three, four seam fastballs. Uh, Marco says it was a lot more in his post-game presser. Statcast sometimes can't differentiate between his sinker and fastball and, I mean, that's probably not a great thing, but um, it is what it is. And, and so, yeah, it was it was kind of a gritty performance. He he got bailed out by JP in the fourth. Um, but for the most part, it was it was just, you know, kind of vintage Marco who just kind of worked his way through a lineup when he didn't have necessarily his his best stuff. But uh, that's that's what you need from from, you know, the the guy at the top of your rotation, theoretically. And uh, they got it. So yeah, overall, I would say it was a, uh, it was a, it was certainly a quality outing. But uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say it was necessarily good or great. But it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was good enough. And and it was, like I said, kind of vintage Marco. And and that's good because earlier in the year when he threw like this, he would get shelled. Um, but he's figured out a way to uh, to keep his team in it. Yeah, and he was able to get to that Sadler Seawald stuck in Ryder mm-hmm. stack, which has just been nails for most of the year so they absolutely handled business uh no issues really whatsoever on that front uh seawald did have a walk but other than that you know he also had a couple strikeouts so um i think he also gave up a hit yeah he gave up a hit but overall really uh, solid performance from the uh, pitching staff once again so the Mariners getting their fourth look at A's left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin tonight. We'll tell you what to expect. I'm sure a lot of fans' ears go up when they hear that name. But once again, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Grain Room. 
Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day on Locked On Mariners. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole and so much more. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. And follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at Colby Patnode to be notified when our room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Mariners, so we'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So Colby, every time the Mariners face left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin, we have to go back to the first time they faced him earlier this year, back in May, when they scored four runs on 10 hits off of him. And after the game, after he was done in just four innings pitched, by the way, he went on to say that a team like that should not do what they did against him or any other pitcher for that matter. And the Mariners have gone on to dominate him two more times since. And overall this year in 11 and two thirds innings of work, he has allowed 11 earned runs, striking out just five walking four. Interestingly, interestingly enough, though, he has not allowed a home run this year to Mariners hitters. I think that might change. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the Mariners have to feel pretty good about what they've been able to do to Irvin, which is incredibly funny, by the way, considering how poorly this offense has has played or at least how inconsistent they have been for most of the year. But they have to feel pretty good about themselves for for what they've been able to do against a pitcher like that. Yeah, I mean, if they acknowledge that they know who he is, um, so that's true. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's it's it's a fun little thing here. Um, look, I think eventually Cole Irvin is going to pitch pretty well against the Mariners, um, just because you know of how inconsistent this offense is. Um, but I mean, even if that happens tonight for example, um, it's, it's going to be funny to him to, I'm sure he'll say something about it. Uh, if he pitches well, um, and it'll just be funny to pull out those, those stats from the first three games, um, and be like, well, one out of four, good job. Uh, so, but yeah, Cole, Cole Irvin is, is <laughs> he's become quite the meme in, uh, in Mariner land. And, uh, I for one enjoy that. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. This might be the last time we see him. Um, you know, there's three more, well, four more games against the A's after tonight, but obviously he's not pitching tomorrow. So 
we'll have to see how the uh, the schedule goes. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I think you know it would be fun to to just you know knock Cole Irvin out of the game in the third fourth inning again, and uh, and send him yeah. to the showers uh, as a loser against the Mariners yet again. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope, I hope they score runs here, but, uh, yeah, I mean, in reality, there's always the possibility that Seattle just doesn't have a good night offensively and they get shut down by a guy <laughs> like Cole Irvin. Like that's always, that's a possibility with any pitcher who goes to the mound against Seattle that they just dominate you. But you know, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think it, that's going to Anything's possible with this team. Any, anything's possible with this team. Uh, but the the one constant in their season has been just dominating Cole Irvin, just raking him over the coals, <laughs> and it's been hilarious to watch. And uh, I, I I really hope they do it again. And there's still a chance that they'll face him once more before the season is out. If they yeah. can go for five five straight four inning appearances, four inning four run appearances for uh, Cole Irvin. I would uh I would be very happy about that. All right, so picks click didn't do so hot yesterday, like I said earlier in the show. But um, who do you think is going to pop off for the Mariners tonight against Cole Irvin? Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Tom Murphy. I am gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my guns with what I said earlier on this week before the series started. For my pick to click for the series, I'm gonna go Luis Torrens. Uh, I think uh, with the lefty on the mound, I think Torrens is going to get the uh, the Mariners their first home run off of uh, old Curl- Cole Irvin. Uh, Chris Flexen uh, getting back on the bump tonight for the Mariners. Um, you know, obviously has pitched a, lo- a little worse on, on the road than he has at home. Uh, what are you hoping to see out of Flexen? Yeah, just um, you know, I- I'm hoping to see six six innings you know three runs give or take uh something that keeps um the mariners in the in the ball game and then i don't really buy into the home road split thing um i think most of that is just luck uh i I don't think there's you know i i don't believe that chris flexen just magically pitches better in in uh t-mobile than he does on the road i think that's just hey Mm. he happened to have it today and he was happened to be at t-mobile and um sure so that that's kind of where i'm at and, and also those the stats against flexen are pretty skewed on the road you remember that time he had gave up what nine runs and in in, in in an inning against the padres on the road so yeah right. I, I don't buy too much into that but i would like to see the velocity be back up around 94 95 um i would like to see the curveball be used a little bit more and uh, continue to attack the lefties in this lineup with that cutter and make sure you get it in on their hands. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I want, I want Chris Flexen to be who Chris Flexen has been for most of the year. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if he can do it. I, I don't think this is a particularly, it's not a bad lineup, but I don't think it's particularly great. So we'll probably see Tony Kemp in sure. the lineup tonight. We'll probably see Jed Lowry in the lineup, probably see Seth Brown in the lineup. Um, and then everybody else you would expect. So this this is a lineup that Flexen should be able to attack, but we'll see. You you really you don't know with these Mariners. You don't. There's no way to to predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I just I just want to see an aggressive Chris Flexen attacking the zone and uh, living on the uh, on the corners. 
So the hero of last night's game, J.P. Crawford, great plays on both sides. He had a great night at the uh, at the plate and also with the glove. We're going to be talking about him some more in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L O C K E D 15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package colby did you know that jp crawford has 33 doubles this year yes doesn't that seem like a lot for for him no really Yes. Um, it, uh, it's, it's what you would, you would hope from JP Crawford because you know, you're not going to get much of any home run power. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that feels about right. Um, I mean, maybe a little higher than I would have thought, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a new career high for him. But then again, he's also set a new career high in games played by at least 50. So um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense. But this is kind of the pace he was on. Um, you know, in 2019, when he played 93 games, he had 21 doubles. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 30 doubles probably feels like a realistic uh, expectation for Crawford. But, uh, yeah, it's nice that he has 33. And a lot of that has come in uh, the months of June and September. Um but Ty, I would ask, did you know that J.P. Crawford is the cousin of former Tampa Bay Rays great Carl Crawford? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so like asking me if I know if I knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Harvard, huh? Yeah. Do you know um, that he had the best score ever on the Wonderlick? Yep. Be impressed yep. by my I, knowledge. I, but I, uh, I did know that. <laughs> No, but uh, in all seriousness, JP's been fantastic, uh, particularly the last uh, last month or so. Uh, in well, in the mm-hmm. month of September, he's hitting 307, 376, 493 with five doubles and even three home runs. So, yeah, there's a bit of a power surge right now from JP. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he's provided he the, the great insurance defense. home run last night. Sure. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like we're at the point now with JP where we can kind of 
we kind of know what he's going to do. Right. I, I mm-hmm. feel like we have enough data here that it's like, look, JP is probably going to be pretty cl- at, at his ceiling. JP is probably going to be pretty close to the guy he's been since August 1st, since August 1st, that's mm-hmm. 45 games. JP is hitting 272, 348, 394. That's probably mm-hmm. about who JP is. Above average batting average, slightly above average on base skills. And you hope he pops 30 doubles and 10 home runs, and he can push that slugging percentage up to close to 400. And that's plenty mm-hmm. good because, as we saw last night, the defense is going to carry his value uh, a long, long ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially that play that he made where he uh, he looked like a goalie in an NHL game where he just kind of went down on his hip and uh, made a stellar grab on a, on a weird bounce. And, uh, I mean, he's just – he's fantastic. He's just showing off at this point, really. The, the dude is just he's, – he's so good, which is uh, incredible. And, it's and again, it's, it's a testament to Perry Hill. And for all the work that that he's done with with JP over the last few years, JP obviously w- winning the Gold Glove last year, and I mean he's got to win it this year, right? Uh, I mean he's definitely. Here's the thing: once you win your first Gold Glove, it kind mm-hmm. of allows you to win another one. You know, like winning the first one is the hardest because Gold Gloves are kind of like All Star Game appearances. Once you get in a couple of times, you just basically get written in every single year. Um, now I don't know how other shortstops are performing relative to JP, uh, in the advanced metrics. Um, but it, it does seem to me that JP is the best blend of, he can make the spectacular play, um, but he's just so good at the routine plays. And, you know, you Mm kind of look at guys who are typically challengers for that. Angelton Simmons, um, dude hasn't hit and I, I know it's a gold glove, but I think you're fooling yourself if you think that how well a guy hits doesn't come into play uh, when people vote on a gold glove. I mean, Derek Jeter has a gold glove for crying out loud. So yeah, I think Crawford's hit enough that people would consider giving him the gold glove, which is again, a very weird, a very weird uh, sentence to to say out loud, but it's reality. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's got a strong case to win it. Uh, I hope he does because he's really Seattle's only shot. I, I don't see Ty France winning the gold glove at first base. And it would be cool to have gold glove winners in three consecutive seasons. Um, some of you might be confused by that, but I'm sure Ty remembers which Mariner won a gold glove oh, in yes. 2019. I that. do. That would be that would be Mike Leak who won it correct, for correct. both the Seattle Mariners and the Arizona Diamondbacks that year. Correct. So let's let's get JP's gold glove so the Mariners can have three straight years of gold glove winner. Um, and you know Ty France is certainly deserving of being in that conversation but um yeah I, I think jp probably i think he probably will win it um mm. but we'll see i mean like i wouldn't be shocked if he didn't uh because he's kind of missing like those big flashy plays um you know the going deep into the hole and jumping in the air and, and you know all those kind of flashy plays that they can they can put up on sports center or on their award show and all that stuff um mm-hmm I mean, he has a couple of them this year. I'm not saying he doesn't make those plays. It's just we've almost gotten to the point where he'll make a great play, and you're like, oh yeah. I mean, it's pretty routine for JP. Um, so yeah, it's it's he's that good out there. So I think he's got a I think he's got a good shot. I I wouldn't say that he's going to win it, but I think he's got a pretty good shot and and a really good argument. 
mm-hmm. to, to take that award. So on the Sabre defensive index, which was used to determine the gold glove winners last year, JP is fourth among AL shortstops uh, with a <laughs> SDI score of 2.2. Uh, Andrew Simmons, Carlos Correa, and mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Conner Falefa are ahead of him. Uh, Conner Falefa has a score of 10.6. Correa has a score of 9.7. Wow. And Simmons has a score of 6.4. Uh, and then let's look at first base here. Uh, Ty France is second with oh, okay. a with an SDI of 2.6. No, Yuli Gurriel. Oh, an SDI okay. of 3.4. Yeah, so that's that's pretty close. I mean, that's still anybody's ball game. Um, uh, Dylan prob- Moore also f- fifth among <laughs> second basemen. Sure, even though he basically hasn't played there since late July. No. Um, yeah, no. 1. I mean, Dylan 1. Moore. Funny thing is, Dylan Moore has the spectacular plays on his resume that mm-hmm. JP Crawford really doesn't this year. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, JP Crawford is a better shortstop than Dylan Moore as a second baseman. Um, so that's that's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I mean, you think Dylan Moore's great defensive plays this year? They like jump out immediately. I mean, do you the, do you know what Mitch Hanniger's is? What oh his score God. is? Because he actually made a list in right field. He made the list. Is it, is it in a negative? In the negative? Oh yes. <laughs> oh no! Is it like negative fifteen? No, it's not. It's not that low. <laughs> it's oh, not okay. That low. Where I'm more interested to know, like where he ranks, like what's his not not the number itself, but where he ranks. It's got to be eighth. He's eighth. Really, right fielders. So that tells me right field has been terrible this year. A lot of bad right field defense this year. What's his number? He is at a. It's negative three point three. Okay, who's the best? Uh, Joey Gallo, eight point six. That makes a lot of sense. And then Kyle Tucker, yeah. uh, Manuel Margot, yeah. Aaron Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, Hunter well, Renfro, and Max Kepler. I, I would have thought who, Renfro would who, be higher. Hernandez? Yeah. He's a he's a good athlete. No, I, I knew that. I just never thought of him as like a defensive guy. But then again, I mean, yeah. he's only a few spots ahead of Hanniger. So what's he at? Zero? He is at 1.2. What's the difference between the guy what what the person right ahead of Hanniger? What's his number? 0.8. Okay, so it's a pretty steep drop off once you get yeah. to Hanniger. Like Hanniger begins the drop off. So Hanniger is the yeah. best of the bad right fielders. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not that surprising. Uh so there's some there's some other Mariners on here. Uh Kyle Seeger is Fifth among third basemen, 2.0. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds uh, about right. Ahead of him, uh, Matt Chapman is number one. Sure. At six. At six. Uh, Jose Ramirez, 5.2. Joey Wendell, 3.5. Yohan Moncada, mm-hmm. uh, three. And then, uh, yeah, Seeger. And then Urshela, Luis Arise, Rafael Devers, uh, Jimmer Con- uh, Condelario, and uh, Michael Franco, and Hunter Dozier round out that list. And let's see here. Are there any, any? Oh, yeah. Tom Murphy's on here. Uh, with a solid SDI score of 0.0. <laughs> that is 
feel like that's a that's a pretty good uh description so, of of how tom murphy's season has gone sure in, in this scale though is the zero represent average i i would assume so i mean that I would seem so. to be the only thing that makes sense right would be that yeah yeah i believe it's i believe zero is average so that's yeah um also chris flexen is fourth among pitchers yeah i knew that i yeah. i had seen Keigel's him ahead of him granky's ahead sure. of him barrios is ahead of him um and then kikuchi is only three spots behind him uh evaldi and mize are in between them makes them I mean, those are all ground ball guys so yeah. it makes sense for them to be good at fielding their position so not that surprising mm-hmm. um kikuchi's had a couple of really nice plays uh defensively about the houston series yeah uh like a while ago like a like the first houston trip um uh-huh. that they had yet another had one sliding sliding play yeah he had another one too i also think it was against houston in a later series where it was to his left and yeah kikuchi's a good athlete um i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's overlooked a little bit um for obvious mm-hmm. reasons but uh yeah i think that's not all that surprising to me by the way um mm-hmm. quick note back on jp so we know how awful he was in, in July, right? And he was great in June, and he's been really good in September. And for the rest of the season, he's been, eh, you know. But if you if you take out if you take out uh, July out of the equation, mm-hmm. he would be hitting two eighty right now. Mm. So pretty good. JP's <laughs> um, yeah, a good pretty player. Darn good. And, it's nice to have shortstop figured out. And could you upgrade there? Sure. Is it going to cost a lot? Oh, yes. A lot, a lot. And yeah. you're probably taking it down great defensively unless you're going out and getting Correa. And, you know, at that point you still have JP for three more years. So I, I think any thought that the Mariners needed to go get that, that shortstop in free agency this year, I, I think that's dead. Uh, I didn't think it had, yeah, I really didn't believe it had, you know, much life to begin with, but I think JP's killed it. I think that's the quality of season he's had. Um, yeah. And I, I well, think that was that's... one of the big keys that we talked about heading into this year was, would right. he be able to put that to rest? Right. And, Is he going to solidify? Uh, I, 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 yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that, that, that he has, um, he's it, it, he, and look, you know, with the way that he's playing, uh, with the way that he's hitting, you put him in the number nine hole, your lineup's probably in a good spot. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, that's really, really, really attractive to me. Uh, I know that he's been solid in the leadoff spot this year, but I think you get more value out of that spot and lengthen your lineup by putting him near the bottom. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. It's pretty cool to think about. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.